Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are. We are here, old school, brought to you by the Mercado, Jay Foreman, Nick Sainert, Nate O'Brennan. The Mercado located at 84th and Havelock, certified Piedmontese, and their special ingredients and butcher shop. I'm here for a quick little bullpen session. There you go. With these two little chumps. <laughs> so we're about to get into Excuse it. Excuse me. You we, we say that you look good and then you call us chumps? That ain't right. You did, so I take up. it back from you. This All dude right, thank over you. Yeah, he can't give All no right. compliments. What's up? That's not true. I can give compliments. It's just not true. I just never said you looked good. I said you looked good. That's fine. I can. That's I cool. know what I it's like to it. wear to dress up every day. I do respect you, the grind. Do I do. How, do you do? I do. Hmm. I understand it. <laughs> you sure about that, Jay? I was about to leave, and well, then why? you said, "You said no, no. Sit down. I need to spread some ism." Yeah, you know what the ism is? Wisdom. Yes, and that's what. Come you on. Asking me if I even know what that is. Do you, here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you know where Chase Brown is originally from? Ooh, this is interesting. I actually think I do know. All right, here we go. Let's, let's hear it. I think it's Minnesota, isn't it? No, close. Wisconsin? No, no. no. no he's I a, thought he was he's a Canadian. He is a Canadian. Oh, he's really? a Canadian. He's a Canuck. Oh, wow. He's a Canuck. <laughs> ah, Minnesota, Canada, kind of the same thing. No, he's a Canuck. Yeah, it is. London. Kind of. London, Ontario. London, yep, London. It's pretty impressive. London, Canada. I remember because I was. Th- I remember making the connection, but he's he's good. Do you know who's older, him or his brother? I do not. His brother Sydney is older. I didn't even do know you, he had a brother on the team. In he's all on the team. Yep. What does he play? Safety. Is he any good? Yeah. He's like the. Uh, you remember the Surratt brothers, Wake Forest? They're pretty good. Yeah. Always got to bring an yeah, AC, yeah, yeah, ACC. You know, I love the yeah. ACC. They both you always got to bring an ACC. They did. Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's great. <laughs> Just, they're pretty do you know good. what? That's do you know I'm where saying. Chase Brown went to college previously? Ooh. Oh, he's a transfer. I didn't know that either. Give me a hint. It's in Michigan. Uh, Central Michigan. No, Western. Ooh. I was not aware of that. I I just found out. I mean, he's been in college since 2018. Yeah, he's a. Well, no wonder he's any good. He's, he's a grown man playing a, with a bunch of kids. A, yeah, he's been like on the BYU type of thing. Yeah, mission trip. Yeah, and no. his mission is about to come to completion this weekend and get derailed. Oh yeah, confident. You feel good you? about. It? Well, I'm saying, I, like, yeah. you feel you feel good about it. Shout out to you, yeah, CJ. I think, I think uh, the defense will perform well. CJ yeah. says he has a good lady friend that lives in London, Ontario. There you go. He might know uh, Chase Brown, or she might know Chase Brown. So Small world. How about that? So what you guys what you guys were talking about? What's strict? I just got here at four. 
Strick, oh, so you late to the party. Uh, Strick is uh, remote today. He had somewhere he had to be. You know how Strick is. He's kissing babies, shaking hands, all that good stuff. So w- d- brief me on the Texas A&M thing, man. Three guy, three or four guys are uh, suspended. Yeah, well, we were actually do. talking about that and for proper a while. benefits. No, we don't know what they were doing, but the, the conversation kind of went away from that, and, and more than anything, too. And we brought up you too, Jay. So I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um. We're worried that NIL is going to become one of the situations like Texas A&M. It's just where you can get paid the most money, uh, where you can get the best benefits instead of fit. Because... Well, that's a personal choice. But I think I'm worried that that's where it's going to be because you always talk about at least the teams that you had. A lot of what made Nebraska great is that you had guys that fit. The guys that got it. But I think in the current state of NIL, that's not really where athletes are going to be headed. No, I mean they're making they're definitely on a business tip right from the get go, and uh, you know the reverse of that is if you don't perform, then you know people are going to be looking at you sideways about your nil deal, which you didn't get. I mean Quinn Ewers, right? He, he signed that yeah. huge deal, reclassified. Um, obviously, didn't get all the money that he had potentially supposedly had, and right. then he went down to Texas and probably got some more. So, you know, it's sooner or later, guys got to perform. But you know, um, I don't have a problem with them taking advantage of the system. Um, you know, get all the money you can get. The biggest thing is your best NIL deal, your best negotiating negotiating tool is your play. Whether you're in high school or college, there's guys in high school having NIL deals, you know. And so your best negotiation tactic or tool is your tape. Your best negotiating tactic, if you want to get a look from said college, is your tape. Or what you're doing is, you know, seven on seven, so forth and so on. Um, I think sometimes kids get more enamored with that stuff and then they forget that they got to play. And then when mm-hmm. they go out there, it doesn't work out for them. And, but the guys that generally can keep it in perspective are the guys that generally are the, are your better players. So somebody that, that is good won't lose focus. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect example is Will Anderson down at uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's got seven or eight sacks. He's the best player. He's the best football player in the nation. Was easily the most dominant last year. Has great NIL deals. And he's on one of the top teams in America. And his most important thing that he worries about is playing good football. Same with the quarterback. Same with that C.J. Stroud. They keep it all in perspective. There's time for it. And then it's shut down. I think sometimes, and I think NIL and social media, I think it affects teams, your lower echelon teams, more because that's an easy kind of crutch for when you're not successful. You know what I'm saying? Whereas teams that are, you know, playing for, you know, I call it playing for keeps, you know, they're going to be focused on what's most important is, is putting the best product out there, which is you playing on the, on the you know, playing. Teams that, you know, and then it goes hand in hand. So universities that sometimes, you know, have to be, you know, operate in desperation then you pay overpay for guys. And I and the only reason I know it, because mm-hmm. when I was with Houston, we were paying average players like pro bowlers. So it was like agents were like, hey, you know, one, just get through your first, like, four-year, five-year contract, come to Houston, Charlie Castley is going to give you a check that you don't deserve. But then it never really came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Then, what, then finally Houston started to draft better, develop players, keep guys around that actually were good football players. And then when Gary Kubiak was there, you saw – constantly in the playoffs winning the AFC South so forth and so on right and that's no different than college you know you know you gotta like Texas A&M getting all those guys 
you know, all the what the top four defensive linemen in the class. I mean, they know. had the number one recruiting class in the country. But they had, but they the had more money than anybody. But they too. had the top four defensive linemen, right? right? Just on pure numbers alone, they're all not going to come to. They're not all not going to meet their standard of potential. Mm-hmm. So now you just have you know not drained your bank account, but put a big hit in your bank account for a position group that most likely won't come to you know fruition, and then two. One or two, or even more, might be in the transfer portal within a one or two or three year period. So then you have just overspent and then get a you know return on your investment. So you can't fault the kids for it; they don't know any better. No. You know, I fault the universities. They, they're, they're, if you're if you're going to be operating in this space, you need to be operating with the business acumen. They think, and here's also what sometimes people do is they think, oh. Well, we went and gave, we went and got the guy out of the transfer portal, so all our problems are solved. Well, whoever it is, if Nick's in the mm-hmm. transfer portal and he's at, um, let's go Wake Forest, right? And he's the, you know, we just only reason to say Wake Forest because you just say he's the nice, you know, in the transfer portal as a tight end or whatever. Well, just because he was good in the ACC doesn't mean he's going to come to the Big Ten and put up the same numbers. You, you get what I'm saying? So just because you were good in in uh, North Carolina or wherever Wake Forest is, doesn't mean you're going to come up here and be good. So you all, but you, so that means you still have to coach him, mm-hmm. because what made Nick successful in Wake Forest might be different here. Because in his offense, he might not never had to block, he might not never had to shift or motion. He might have just been a tight end, but like by name, but he always worked in the slot and is in the flex. Well, in here, you got to play be an inline blocker. So now he's actually no different than a freshman or like a JUCO player that you would be recruiting with a less NIL deal. So you have to think about it strategically and look at it like holistically, maybe a top-down view. And you and like you said, the biggest thing I think is fit. Do you fit the university? Do you fit in the locker room? Do you fit this team? And do you fit what these guys are specifically at said position? And I'm worried kids just don't care anymore. I mean, with NIL, uh, I, I, I mean, think they care because uh, you know. Well, first of all, I think they care. I think you, you I mean, you can't fault an eighteen-year-old, eighteen-year-old mm-hmm. kid that somebody comes and they say, "Okay, this is a million or two million. I mean, this is life-changing money." Oh yeah, at no, you years can't old. fault the kids, but I think it's just doing a disservice to them though because they very well might be a better fit at an Iowa opposed. But to that's Texas the way it is. But, yeah, it's always been a right. business. It's always been like that. I've seen and I've. heard I think it of might schools, get worse though. I think it'll hit a peak and then people will just stop mm-hmm. giving money mm-hmm. or at least huge amounts of money. Like I, back now, when I right. was in, you know, getting recruited, there would be schools that would be taking guys in at positions just so another school wouldn't get them. That's no different. Now, just now money's being exchanged, but there, you know, there'd be you know, a university say that they would go get an extra running back. Oh, here's a perfect example. Okay. So Georgia, right? University of Georgia, when Kirby smart, obviously is the coach. They had uh, Jake Fromm. They signed yeah. um, my man from Chicago, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, right? And then they signed. An, they had another another quarterback that ended up tra- transferring when they signed Justin Fields. So you're essentially getting the number one quarterback for the three years in a row, just so he won't go anywhere else. They had JT Daniels too. JT, yeah, and he yeah. left, right? And then also they had uh, Walker and all the guys they had on defense this year. And then Jermaine Johnson was there too. So it's no different. Is this not now getting guys are getting paid? Mm-hmm. So you're accumulating all these assets, right? Without even a, a strategic plan for each each one of the players. So at the end of the day, the, 
the schools and the coaches really don't care. They want to make they, – if they can get ten pass rushers and nobody else can get them, they figure like, okay, well, you know, five of them will work out and the five that don't, then so be it. Nobody else got them. That was, that was my thing with, with the whole Jordan Addison situation last offseason was it was – he he liked his time at, at Pittsburgh and everything, but USC comes and offers him three mil, offers him a house, offers him a couple See, cars. That's not right to me. And and here's the it's not maybe it's not right, but you can't fault the kid. You have to fault oh, the people in charge. Not. You have to fault the people in charge because guess what? If Jordan Addison goes and gets a, a career ending injury this year, they don't he care. gets his three mil and he's able to help out. Like you also have to worry about like where these athletes come from right i mean this yeah. could be money that they can give to their parents to get them out of a, of a poor neighborhood like th- yeah. this, is, this is this is i mean it's you never know the situation money. and you know for jordan addison look the quarterback that he set the records with is gone yeah the offensive coordinator that helped him feed him the ball is gone now pittsburgh you know is kind of a decent team this year you know i think they they probably had, they, they started, completely switched their whole identity on offense right. it is run heavy right now. so yeah. it's, it's totally crazy different. so so then say he decides to stay there and say they Say Pittsburgh comes up with like one million, one and a half, mm-hmm. but it affects his draft status. Now he can go out to Pac-12 where you can yeah. just run through guys, and you know you're going to get tons of opportunities. So on that I case, just, I still feel bad for the programs though because I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, I don't fault the kid whatsoever. Why, why would you feel bad for the program? Well, I mean, they've the been making is, money off of these kids hand and foot for decades. No, 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 no. not from that perspective. I'm saying a, a coach like Pat Narduzzi in a program like Pittsburgh. Jordan Addison didn't have a plan to leave until USC just came in and said, "Hey, here's three million dollars," and then you just poach him. Is that well, just kind of, like sure it, other it's schools, becoming I'm basically sure, free agency? I'm, I'm sure other schools that probably came at him, but USC is probably more appealing with Lincoln Riley. But would you feel would you feel bad for all those kids if Pat Narduzzi got the Chicago Bears job? But then I think that the transfer is warranted. The reason that I have an issue with Jordan Addison transferring is that he wasn't going to enter the transfer portal until someone came to him and said, we will give you this money. At that point, it's basically free agency. And then just don't don't call it the transfer portal. Just call it free agency. Mm-hmm. Call it what it is. Because that's the issue that I have. It's not that Jordan Addison left, and it's not even that I feel bad for the institution. I just think that it's kind of unfair to a team like a Pittsburgh that, okay, you have this elite player. He fits in your program. He's setting records. He likes the situation he's in, and the only reason he's leaving is because of money. That just doesn't doesn't sit right with me. And opportunity. But it's kind of crazy because there's NCAA rules where he can't mm -hmm. turn pro anyways. Yeah, right. So if he – I'm sure he would be a top – to your draft choice. Oh, absolutely. Right, if he was able to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's handcuffed anyway right. by the rules. So now he has to try to find a way to operate within those rules. It's kind of also crazy because now now you have to walk a line and, and make sure teams aren't um uh, like you said poaching or tampering. Tampering, that's the word I was looking for. Tampering yeah. with with other programs because that's what was happening. Because that, yeah. that in that situation that was what was happening, which once again goes back to the you can't blame the kid, you have to blame the people in charge. You have to blame the Lincoln Rileys for allowing that right. to happen and, and setting that in motion. But once again that goes on the on the on the people in charge, not necessarily the athlete. And, and like another thing is what, what's frustrating about this whole entire situation without a cap on it. That's right. where that's where you kind of get into this gray area of Pittsburgh can't compete with USC in right, money yeah. ever and 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 like North, never like Northwest yeah. or not maybe not Northwestern Purdue could never compete with Nebraska or Ohio State or Ohio State yeah, in front right, in yeah. money so like let's say Nebraska if they wanted to if if they were okay with tampering and they wanted to get an athlete they could go to anybody that has less money and just say listen we'll just keep bidding until we get a Jordan Addison like we'll we'll keep right. on giving we'll just keep on driving that price up. 
where USC could go, hey, Snoop says he'll give as much as we need to right. to get Jordan Addison. So that's yeah, I mean, that's what's frustrating is the the process in where Jerry or uh, not Jerry uh, Lincoln Riley kind of tampered with the whole process with with Caleb Williams telling, hey, Jordan, man, this is what I was told they would give you, and there's no way Pittsburgh will ever be able to match it. I mean, that's why Pittsburgh's final offer was like 1.1 and USC's was 3.5 and could have been more. And that's why you're it's never going to be able to compete. Because the recruiting is already unfair as it is. Like the schools like Purdue, it are, you're never going to compete with Nebraska as it is. That's just the reality of the situation. It's always been that way. But right. now on top of that, you have to deal with the transfer portal and paying mm-hmm. kids. That's where I think it's just, it just doesn't sit right with me. But do you really care though? Do you feel bad for them? Really, I don't. I not maybe feeling bad is the wrong word, but I just I, I, feel, I feel their pain. It's I feel it. Absolutely. You know what, Nate, Nate, I, I like that you're sensitive. I like it. It's, I am. That called empathy. Yes, I like it man. because you know why? You know, because you're, you're a good nature guy. Thank you. You know, I mean, because you're making me feel all warm and fuzzy. I man. should. I mean, I, you know. Because this you, is the you, problem, you, you know guys. What? I feel bad for Pittsburgh, man. You guys, you, know, you guys don't understand what it's I'm like. I'm gonna write Pat Narduzzi a deep, heartfelt letter. Yeah. And you know what it's going to say? You know what it's going to say? Congrats on making the 2021 ACC thing. championship game. I'm going to tell him not a damn thing. <laughs> but this is it's the issue. It's going to be a blank is... sheet of paper, and he's going to be like, well, he's going to get one of those like a ra- or like erasers to think it's something underneath there. Ain't nothing. It's Just wait till it thing. happens, but wait until it happens to you because Nebraska is one of those schools well, that it can happen player. to. I'm just saying, say Nebraska had Jordan Addison and USC stepped in and said, whatever Nebraska's paying you, we'll pay you a mil more. You'd be you'd be frustrated. You would be frustrated with the situation. I would be frustrated with the Nebraska didn't match it. I would be frustrated with the process. I wouldn't be exactly. frustrated with the with the idea that Nebraska loses a top athlete to another institution. I'd be frustrated with the process Bingo. that there aren't stipulations Bingo. and guidelines on it. Which okay, which so, would be okay, coming so, down the, so the road. So essentially, all that would need to happen is Jordan Addison's dad would have to have back channel conversations with Lincoln Riley's, you know, handler, and it'd be done that way. Then you'd be okay with it. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying as long as there are guidelines. Once again, I'm not blaming the. I do athlete. like the cap. Like idea. a cap, where because it, because where it, it's up it creates, to you. If you can't, if yes. you can't get to the if you can't get cap, to the cap, then, then that's so your be fault. But this bingo, is, this is a cap, and no, you can't go over it. Bingo. But people still will go over. It. But at least right. if there's like a mm-hmm. cap number that say like it, a it year, creates more transparency right. for what and, is needed to compete. Trundle, I'm not saying that a get coach, after, a coach shouldn't go after the best players. They absolutely should. The problem is that that's the rule is flawed. Because if you're a head coach, like if you're Lincoln Riley, if the NCAA is going to let you get away with it, absolutely go after Jordan well, Addison. Why wouldn't Jake, you? Jake and Lincoln, he said, you know what? He said, you know what, Nate? That's life. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. Tell them, Ben, so They're they kids. can go back to playing kids underneath the table again. That's right. I need to – you know what? Coach Osborne, whoa, whoa, whoa. he didn't give me no McDonald's bag or no – You uh, guys are acting, too, like I'm against NIL. He I'm is. all for NIL. Ben – Ben Trumbo, no, Jake no, no, and Lincoln, no, no, he's no, against, no. He's against it all. I'm all for NIL, but I think that the way that it's currently handled is not correct. Well, because there's no consistency, there is, there's with, no consistency with, how it's, with how it's handled. There is no rule. And it's very gray. Yeah, wild, wild West. Exa- and I'm not a big fan of that. You, I'm not a big fan of the Wild Wild West. You are? You, and you feel bad. No, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Westerns. I, 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 just, I don't like Westerns, Jay. I don't like just, Westerns. You're such a nice, scare me. loving guy. Thank you. Want, you. I appreciate that. If we play that. Pittsburgh in a non-conference, do you want to just give him a hug? Just, or, no, we'll I want to we'll beat the hell. I can't stand Pittsburgh. For me to say anything nice about Pittsburgh, it's, it's we'll hard. give him 10 free points. All right. They'd still be Pittsburgh. All right. Pittsburgh's well, a bunch of chumps. They How about that? Just like I the know Hokies. they are. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, the Hokies have their own set of issues. All right, so we're going to go into a break here, and then we're going to come back. We're going to try to talk about the fight in Illini. 
Illinois. You know what? I heard Rashawn today. He called him Illinois. Oh, yeah. Is oh, that yeah. his thing? That's him. No, that, no, it's Illinois. Yeah, there's no yeah. S. Illinois, the fighting Illinois. You know what? And I remember when Coach Osborne used to talk about when we played Missouri. He called him Missouri. Like, it sounded like syrup. I was like, I heard, I was like who the heck is Missouri? <laughs> That's how people say it. Missouri? No. Yeah, yeah so they do. I know a lot I've of people never say, heard yeah. Look, Marky, yeah, see, yeah. look. Like, oh, it's, it's a common thing to say Missouri. It's more common than Missouri. No way. Yeah. Dang. I had no clue. I had never heard it. I've never heard Missouri before. You got heard Missouri. You want to know why you never heard it? Here that? we go. Say the say the joke. Say the pious joke. <laughs> <It's> sheltered. <laughs> sheltered. <laughs> because at Pius the 10th, you guys enunciate everything to a T. Missouri. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. not Ebonics. That's just country folks. They just Missouri. They, everybody hates Missouri so much, they just said Missouri. They don't even want to say the last re. Now, Illinois, that, that's not a thing. That must be is is Illinois was that founded by Frenchmen or something? I, I was born in I don't Illinois. Know. The, you know the, that? the S is just it's silent. Just, yeah, so. that's French. Sure. I don't. I don't but know. But no, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know he was born in Illinois? How about that? No. Where at? Rockford. What? Yeah. You're from Rockford. <laughs> I was born. Well, I lived there until maybe five, six years old. I'm fr- I, I'm from Ro- Virginia. Hey, I'm from Rockford's Virginia. Rockford's the hood, though. How about that? Why do you think I got so tough? Oh, that is suspect. All right, we're going to break. We'll be back with my man, Nate O'Brennan from Rockford, Illinois. Illinois. And <laughs> you just said it too. <laughs> and Nick. You can't, you can't, not, you can't yeah, get mad at Rashad if you're going to say it. If you're going to say it, use the S. All right, we'll be back in five <laughs> minutes. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.